Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Weather Peak. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Here we are on a Thursday. Lots going on live in Los Angeles. It's the Herd wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. One hour from now, my favorite part of the year, Greg Cosell stops by for 15 minutes. What does he see? What doesn't he see? Greg Cosell, top of next hour. Yes, once again, I am battling a head cold. So is J-Mac. We're wobbling around. No equilibrium. Something is going around either the studio or Los Angeles, but I can barely breathe. We are here to deliver infotainment today. How you doing? You dropped equilibrium. I'm wobbling all over the place here. Yeah. Forgot my phone today. Oh, no. At home? (laughs) Yeah. Finally got it. Oh, geez. That was one of those things. You're a mess, huh? I took those dark green pills, slept for nine hours. What do they call it? NyQuil? Oh. One of those nights. Uh, so I saw this. Uh, a memo to sports headline writers over America. We know you're looking for clicks. But I saw this one this morning. Look at the Eagles, Dolphins, Cowboys got a haul because of how badly the 49ers whiffed on the Trey Lance deal. You guys all realize um, the next draft they found their franchise quarterback and they landed in the same space. A cheap, talented quarterback who they don't have to pay big boy money to for three to four years. Finding a quarterback in the seventh round, last pick, that's unprecedented. That's almost impossible. Whiffing on a first-round pick happens all the time. Getting aggressive, moving up for a quarterback that doesn't work. That happens all the time. How you get a franchise quarterback is not that relevant. That 
you get a franchise quarterback is really relevant or the coach and GM lose their jobs. Pete Carroll's a legend. Before he landed Russell Wilson, they gave Matt Flynn a three-year deal with a chance to make $26 million. He threw nine passes. They traded a second-round pick for Charlie Whitehurst. He never played. Then they landed Russell Wilson. Matt Flynn and Charlie Whitehurst disappear into the ether. They found their franchise quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo, older quarterback, couldn't stay healthy. So the Niners rolled the dice, traded up to get a young, sturdy, athletic, coachable, smart kid. Didn't work. But also it should be noted, the following year, last pick in the draft, they found it. Doesn't matter that Pete Carroll traded a second-round pick for Charlie Whitehurst or they were going to pay Matt Flynn up to $26 million. How in life has a thousand paths? That doesn't care which one you take. Denver Nuggets. Did you know they drafted Rudy Gobert with a first-round pick 10 years ago? Moved off it in about an hour. The next year, they got Jokic in the second round. They got their center. Nobody cares. How and that are two different things. NFL's a bottom-line business. The Niners got Joe Montana in the third round, Kaepernick in the second, Brock Purdy in the seventh, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo in a trade, Steve Young in a trade. Well, most of those guys got them to a Super Bowl. How? Who cares? That important. I mean, go look at the Jets. They fly out to Malibu. They're desperate. They got Aaron Rodgers. How? They hired Nathaniel Hackett. They told him they'd get him Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, whatever. They've got Aaron Rodgers. How they got him, who cares? That they got him is everything. Go look at Jared Goff. The Rams give up a haul to move up to get Jared Goff. A haul. Looks like a bust. Fire a coach. Get a new offensive coach with no head coaching experience. Goff gets good, goes to a Super Bowl. They pay him a fortune. About a year and a half later, they get tired of him. Then they give up a bunch of picks to get Matt Stafford and win a ring. Nobody cares. Sean McVay's ring never falls off. They got the ring. Rams are even bad now. Doesn't matter. Got the ring. Kyle Shanahan doesn't have one. Everybody worries about the how. Don't. How you end up happy in life is irrelevant. That you end up happy in life is everything. J-Mac is, Ryan is, I am. Different paths. The Niners have their franchise quarterback, and they don't have to pay him for three years. Nobody cares how Pete Carroll found his. Brady was in the sixth. Dak was in the fourth. Tony Romo and Kurt Warner were undrafted. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Everybody gets caught up in the how. That. Headline writers. The headline is, Niners have their franchise quarterback and will pay him a nickel for the next three years. His name is Brock Purdy. It all evens out. They even have a good backup, Sam Darnold, who could start for teams. They're fine. The Trey Lance thing happens about half the time. You either draft a guy in the first round, you move up for a guy in the first round, a quarterback, it's the hardest position to evaluate. doesn't work out. doesn't mean he's a bad kid. doesn't mean he can't play. Just not in San Francisco. It's fine. They got him. Name is Brock Purdy. All right. Speaking of headline writers, 
We used to have a president, and he always used the term fake news. And there is some fake news out there. There's a lot of people now, bloggers, uh, you know, anonymous stuff. You don't know who's writing what. New York Times, Washington Post, Chicago Tribune, ABC, NBC, CBS. Even many of you think they have agendas, right? Now we have a cable world where this one is right-wing stuff, this one is left-wing stuff. CNN was this, now they're that. Yeah, I understand it. Political stuff has agendas, but there are legitimate news organizations. But I do see stuff in the media where I understand why you, the consumer, get worn out. And that this is not a big deal, but you should try to ask questions that you don't know the answer to. And I saw this headline this morning, USC quarterback Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams says he's not decided whether to enter the 2024 NFL draft. Yeah, he has. It's over, and every fan knows it. He's going to be a top five pick, probably number one, overwhelmingly number one if he doesn't get hurt. There's no story. When it comes to young athletes or young people or victims, you tread more lightly. The season hasn't started. No reporter should be employed if he's still struggling with the idea of what Caleb Williams is going to do after this year. You shouldn't be employed. It's not difficult. Who drafts him? We don't know. That's worth a discussion. Arizona Raiders, Texans. That's fascinating. That he's going to leave after this year, it's done. It's over. Don't be naive. It's over. Well, Colin, the NIL is irrelevant. USC probably works deals to pay him three to four million bucks a year. He's going to sign a contract as the number one pick for whatever number one picks get. He's leaving. It's over. I told you two years before Andrew Luck got drafted, he's going to be number one. I told you two years before Trevor Lawrence got drafted when he played in the national title game against Alabama, that's your number one pick. I'm telling you a year in advance, and you know it. He's the number one pick if he's healthy. Drake Mays probably too. Maybe Harrison, the receiver from Ohio State. A lot of good players this year. Great draft. Great, great draft last year. A bad draft. But come on, media. Do better. We know He's leaving college. There's no debate. This is like college football writers who write about who's going to win the Heisman in week three. Is that what really fans are talking about? They want to know who's going to win the games. You're not even in the conference play yet. Caleb Williams is leaving college after this year. Why do a gotcha? Why do a find a quote? You can use. He said what he has to say. You know, I haven't thought about that. All I care about is this season. The fact that he had to answer a question or it's a discussion or it's a headline, that's why people turn on the media. They don't care if we make mistakes. Listen, when a surgeon makes a mistake, a trapeze artist makes a mistake, a pilot makes a mistake, it's punitive. People can die. We all make mistakes in our life. This is not the end of the world. But there's a reason why trust in the media has plummeted. And it's not on mistakes, it's on agendas. It's, it's doing stuff just for primarily gotcha. This feels like a gotcha. Caleb Williams not decided what... It's over. It's all over. He's going number one if he's healthy. If he gets banged up, maybe somebody pauses and he goes two, three, or four. But it's not a story. Not to anybody who's being honest. All right. Very fired up today. I got to tell you, you know, I use the term from time to time, drip, 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 drip. Watch out for teams. You see a little drip, little drip, little drip. Don't know if you noticed this, Jay Mack. I don't want to go too deep into it, but Corey Davis retired. 
kind of, sort of left. So let's see. Lazard's hurt. Corey Davis gone. Mims was a bust. Okay. Don't want to <laughs> see. You know what you hear from the Giants these days? Oh, yeah. They're buttoned Happy up. as a clam. Oh, yeah. Not a peep from the Giants. Giants made a big trade this morning. You see that? Where? Snagged a former first-round pick from Arizona. Kid Isaiah Simmons, the linebacker. They just got him for like a seventh-round pick. Giants trending upward, Colin. You got to love it. Oh, my gosh. I didn't. When did that just happen? Like within the last hour. Hmm? He, listen, man, come on. Jonathan Gannon gets to town. I got to. <laughs> realizes, whoa, Isaiah said he's not fitting into my plans. I'm out. He's out of here. Come on. The New York Giants got a former first round pick for a seventh round. For nothing, yeah. And he's athletic as heck and a playmaker. I got to tell you something. Preseason matters. Oh, you I'm put- feeling very, very interested in the New York Giants. You putting them in the playoffs? Mm, top of next hour, I'm going to tell you who I have in. Oh, it's changed. <laughs> season hasn't started. What if it's changed? What if- I love it. I love it. A seventh round pick comes up. Uh, uh, sorry, former first round pick for a seventh rounder comes on board. Whoa, wait. What do we got cooking here? Giants. It's something. It's something. We should have a side bet if Washington passes them in the division. Washington I'll bet you third. right now. Even with his head cold and I can't <laughs> see straight, I'll bet you a hundy right now. No, no, I'm not doing that. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 90 seconds, all it takes. Use the code HERD. New customers bet five. That's it. Five bucks and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code heard only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. I was told yesterday uh, by somebody who's pretty close to the 49ers that he wouldn't be shocked if the Niners moved off Trey Lance. They've made a decision on the quarterback. You can't be a distraction as a backup or a number three quarterback, and this whole thing's becoming a distraction. Uh, You know, the media in San Francisco, not all, but some, or he wasn't treated fairly. You can't have a backup be a distraction, especially now a number three guy. Kyle Shanahan talked yesterday. He said, hey, we like Trey. Sam Darnold had a better camp. 
I mean, this isn't a thing that we're giving up on Trey. This is more of how Brock played in his seven games, and that was decided before the season started. And then how good Sam's looked. They both looked good. But we do have to make a decision here, and you only get so many reps at it, and um, we feel... Um, you know, starting about 10 days ago, Sam really separated himself, and um, we got to keep it real in that way. Listen, Kyle Shanahan, offensively, is a football expert. He is. Half the league now uses his offense, copies him. How many practices do you think it really took him to figure out Trey wasn't the guy? The NBA has single workouts. GM, head coach, sit there. And decide on draft picks. A 60-minute workout. One. Trey Lance didn't get a fair shot. How many practices did Kyle Shanahan need? How many years did he need? Nick Wright talked about this yesterday. I'm not arguing that Trey Lance is a great player. I am, uh, I am simply stating the fact that forget top five picks. First round quarterbacks taken. All of them have gotten a bigger opportunity to show if they can or can't play in the last 30 years. you got to go back to Jim Drunken Miller and Andre Ware to see a guy who got four starts and out. They realized very quickly it wasn't going to work. NBA teams do single workouts, 60-minute workouts. GM head coach lead scout sits in a chair. They watch Dame work out, Dame Lillard. Small Oakland gym. He blows him away, and they draft him. One workout. Baseball has showcases where they go into towns, couple of hours. That kid can make our farm system. NFL has a combine. A combine, a weekend in your underwear, and they will use cone drills, 40-yard dash times, bench press, and decide... Yeah, forget the three years of SEC or Big Ten film. Sports are cutthroat. There's standings. There's winners. There's losers. You get injured, you lose your job. I get injured. I don't even know if it's legal to lose my job. But in sports, that's the way it is. Whenever I hear these phrases, that's not fair, reminds me of, I'm offended by that. Okay, you go over in the corner and work on your feelings. We've got a game Sunday. The grown-ups have a game tomorrow. I don't give a rip if it's not fair or your feelings are hurt. We have standings. They don't care about your feelings. It didn't take Kyle Shanahan long. I was told very early, very early, and my source was there. They didn't think he was athletic enough. He wasn't as athletic as they thought he was going to be. He wasn't as twitchy. So they came to a realization. They knew that his throwing needed work, but they realized very early the athletic part wasn't close to what you have to be if you're not a great thrower. And then the throwing part, it just was a struggle. Good day, bad day. Good day, bad day. Good camp, bad camp. Kyle Shanahan, when it comes to singing, entertainment, good God, I don't know anything about music. I could watch The Voice. You're about, you're about two melodies and a lyric in. You're like, yeah, that doesn't work. Or that's great. Doesn't take long. Fair. I'm offended by that. That's not right. People identify very early. I said this yesterday. I talked to Bill Polian. He's a Hall of Fame general manager. 
And I, you know, Bill's a friend, and I talked to him years and years. I used to talk to him more regularly because we worked together at the other place. And I said, did you ever, you know, privately, did you ever just whiff on a guy? And he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, it's a, it's a bad feeling. He goes, I drafted an offensive lineman, and I knew three practices in, guy couldn't play in this league. Couldn't play in the league. I still think Trey can play in the league. I just don't think San Francisco's the place. It's okay. Sam Arnold's better. I watch camp. You watch games. He's better. Brock Purdy's never lost a game. He started and finished. <laughs> what do you want the coaches to do? It's like I said earlier, how you find your quarterback doesn't matter. That you find him matters. How your first round pick doesn't or does work doesn't really matter. That he does or doesn't, you have to identify very quickly. And if it doesn't, you move on. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. This is a sad story. The Angels, Shohei Otani. I have talked more Shohei Otani than any baseball player in the last 15 years outside of maybe a Derek Jeter or an A-Rod. Uh, he tore his UCL, so his pitching career is in peril. Uh, this injury cost him a lot of money. Uh, if he needs Tommy John surgery, this would be the second in about five years. But let's be honest, the pitching and hitting dominance was probably not going to be sustainable, and he still leads baseball in home runs. He's a great athlete. He moves well. He's going to get paid, but he probably lost 150000 bucks or $150 million bucks potentially on the pitching side. But Bo Jackson was a dual-sport athlete. His hips wore out. Uh, bodies have limitations. That's why I, I say this. I watched uh, uh, Tiger Woods for about 12 to 15 years would come out of his shoes. I would watch a golf tournament. And you know how, like, you'll watch a swing and the analyst will say, oh, it's perfect work there, good turn. Tiger Woods would come out of his shoes. Every golf instructor in the world would tell you, don't swing that hard. And he dominated golf. And so, in the end, what happened? Back issues, knee issues. Tiger Woods looked like Ed Reed on a golf course. He'd wear those red shirts. He was jacked. Bodies have limitations. Tiger fell apart. Big Ben and Cam Newton walked into this league bigger than defensive ends. Took too many hits. Aged really quickly. So, my guess is this is going to cost him a lot of money. Um, at one point this year, he threw a one-hitter. It was, a, I think, it was a doubleheader against Detroit. He threw a one-hitter. A couple hours later, knocked out a couple of jacks. I mean, he banged a couple home runs. That's not sustainable. That stuff doesn't. He's already, uh, I think, he's late twenties. What is he? Twenty-seven, twenty-eight, something like that. He's done it. Twenty-nine years old. He, his bodies have limitations. Even Tiger Woods, Big Ben, Cam Newton. So, my takeaway here, and and what I would, I think, most people are curious about is. I think he's going to lead the Angels. I think he's, if you're sitting there, you're thinking, okay, I had this year and we couldn't even compete. Mike Trout is back on the injured list. Angels are either cursed or not well run, but I don't know if I trust their doctors going forward. This has felt to me for a year like the Dodgers have been getting ready for Otani. Kershaw got a one-year deal. They moved off Cody Bellinger. It feels like they have been looking at this Go up to 405 to 5 an hour. It looks like he's going to be a Dodger to me. I think he's comfortable uh, on the West Coast. I know he likes playing for the Angels, but, you know, and this is not a shot at the Angels, but if you were his agent and the Dodgers, who are incredibly well run, can surround him with talent, if the Angels have to pay him, you know, the market price with Mike Trout now hurt more than healthy, what can you surround him with? I mean, that's why he's got to go somebody like the Braves, Astros, Mets, where you can surround him with players. 
So um, I, the Dodgers feel like the fit. It's sad. But it also, I think sometimes you look at these players and it's like, how, how long can Bo Jackson do this? Two-way athletes. It's not like the 40s. It's not high school football. Like it, it was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. But he's still a great power hitter, and somebody's going to pay a lot of money for him and should. So um, I, I saw this. So the Hard Knocks has given us a little peek, a little peek inside the Jets. The first episode, Salah's complaining about the O-line. In the second episode, Aaron's Randall Cobb is complaining about the receivers. <laughs> uh, and I do think this is a story. Corey Davis basically stepping away, their wide receiver at 28 years old. So now they have O-line issues, receiver depth issues, and Aaron's getting prickly issues. You're not hearing a peep from the New York Giants, by the way. So here's the tight end wide receiver group for the Jets as of this morning. So Garrett Wilson's your number one. He's 23 years old. Alan Lazard is your two. He's hurt, and the truth is he's more of a three than a two. McCall Hardman, who Andy Reid bailed on, is a three, very inconsistent. Uh, CJ uh, Uzoma is your tight end. He gives you about 350 yards a year. That is not a Super Bowl-level wide receiver tight end group. It is not a Super Bowl-level offensive line group. Uh, here's the good news. Corey Davis leaving clears up about $10 million, $10.5 bucks of cap space. So the guys on the team this morning, we looked it up. I think, I think they have about $19 bucks around there in cap space. There are wide receivers out there. Um, Juwan Jennings for the Niners, give them a ring. I mean, they've got Debo and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. They may be willing to move off a wide receiver. Van Jefferson for the Rams, they're dying, dying for a pass rush interior lineman. Maybe you can call him on uh, Van Jefferson. Uh, there's going to be some cuts next week, early next week. There could be some surprise cuts. Mike Evans in Tampa feels like he's withering away down in Tampa. By the way, Tampa does not view Kyle Trask or Baker as the future. I would call I would call Tampa and, and give a call to – there's a lot of things here. Mike Evans would solve all your problems. They would be a different football team. Then Garrett Wilson's your two. Okay, that's different. That's bringing an ace to the staff. Mike Evans would change everything. W would I use that cap space for Mike Evans? I would if, if Dwayne Brown can play this year. So the Jets in the next few days, we've got a Mekhi Becton issue. We've got a Dwayne Brown issue. If you felt comfortable with Becton and his knee and his weight, if you felt comfortable, Mike Evans gets very tasty. And I never thought in my life just adding a wide receiver changed things for years and years. But the league has changed now. Mike Evans, a true one. Garrett Wilson, a 1A. Lazard, a 3, which he really is. McCole Hardman, a 4. Okay, that's a big. That's a different ball game. Because right now you're you want Lazard to be a two. He never felt like a two in Green Bay. Andy Reid bails on the on the young kid. That tells you something. So I I will say though, not a peep from the New York Giants. In fact, they picked up according to I haven't seen it yet. I haven't been on my phone. Isaiah Simmons. Linebacker, former first-rounder, kind of a playmaker, but an odd fit. Arizona moved off him. He's now a giant. Big, moves well, can make plays. Who knows how he fits? He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer. We have a brand-new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex 
twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup. Sit, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The 82-game preseason is in the books. It's finally time for the real season. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. From the play-in tournament through the finals, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered with same-game parlays, live betting, odds, boosts, and more. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The code is HERD. New customers bet five and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. 200. That's code heard only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. I'm very close to solidifying, I'm going to put it out there, my AFC, NFC playoff teams. I'm not going to go to division, division yet. So here's who I think is going to be in the AFC, and I have two teams I'm keeping my eye on. So for our radio audience, Dolphins, Bengals, Jags, Chiefs, Bills, Chargers, Ravens, the teams I like. I am keeping my eye on the Broncos, see if they can get that O-line kind of figured out here in the next 10 days, and I'm keeping my eye on the Steelers. Uh, they won six of their last seven. Uh, I'm going to listen to Greg Cosell in a couple of minutes on Kenny Pickett, TJ Watt. So um, I- I'm, I'm just going to keep my eye on the Broncos and Steelers. You have a what, – what, what? Are these the exact same seven teams that were in the playoffs last year? As of now. So you you think the exact same seven teams are going to make it again? Well, that's why I'm keeping my <laughs> eye on a couple of teams. Now, at least four teams have changed every year for like three decades. But as I've told you, let's go to the NFC now. There's all sorts of stuff that's changing. 
that's where most of my changes are because you don't have the dominating quarterbacks. So in right now, I have the Eagles, Lions, Panthers, Niners, Seahawks, Vikings, Saints. So obviously, the Lions didn't make it in last year. The Panthers didn't make it in last year. Uh, did the Saints make it in last year? No, they didn't make it, and that was be three new teams. I'm keeping my eye on the Cowboys and Giants. First of all, the Giants just picked up Isaiah Simmons. They have Darren Waller. I... I think their schedule, the toughness of it is overstated. I said that yesterday. I think the, everybody's selling their giant stock, not to be a contrarian, but I think they're going to be just fine. Good, I don't know. Very good, I don't know. Good, probably. I'm um, keeping my eye on the Cowboys. Everybody loves the Cowboys this year. Does everybody realize they just lost arguably the best young OC in the game? And now Mike McCarthy's calling plays, who I don't even trust with a clock. I don't think it's great. Don't think it's great. And also, as Greg Cosell told us last week, have we seen the best of Dak Prescott? He's now just a pocket quarterback, and he's never been a great pocket quarterback. We don't get the mobility anymore. So we'll see. And I also think they're one injury away to a Tony Pollard or a C.D. Lamb from being a very limited offense, like very limited. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. We bring in Greg Cosell, 44 years at NFL Films. Still have stuff to listen to, so I'm gonna, I can't wait for your Kenny Pickett stuff. We'll get to that in a couple minutes. <laughs> so let, let's start with the young guys. Bryce Young, okay. Bryce Young, second preseason game. You've looked at it. Any alteration of what you saw? What'd you make of Bryce Young second time around? You know, I think it's a hard evaluation for this reason. I think he's been under a lot of duress. Um, I think we know what he is. You know, mentally he's outstanding, but he is small. He's not particularly, you know, firm in terms of body type. He does not have a great arm. You know, he's not necessarily going to stand on his back foot and drive the football in, in muddied and crowded pockets. So, you know, I think it becomes a function of how they use him once the regular season starts. Because don't forget, Colin, in these preseason games, they're not game planning. We don't know if they're trying to work on specific things that they may or may not do once the regular season starts and they play their first opponent, who they've obviously been working on since the schedule came out. Um, so I think it's hard to get a true sense beyond what we know about him based on his college tape. C.J. Stroud, little better against the Dolphins. You see anything you like or didn't like? Well, I, I think, again, we know what Stroud is, you know, and I think you would agree. There's not a mystery to what he is. Yeah. He's a, a pocket quarterback with outstanding ball location, ball placement. He's rhythmic. He's timing-based. If he can be protected in the pocket – then I think he can be an efficient player. Yeah, uh, That's kind of what Stroud is. He's a ball distributor and an executor, and he needs to be protected. And I think they'll need a run game to some degree. So much of that, again, will depend on the O-line and, quite honestly, the defense. Because as you know, Colin, what's the last thing you want to have with a young quarterback? To have him playing from behind and feeling the need to put up 30 points. You don't want a young quarterback like Stroud, who's essentially a pocket player, not a statue but he's a pocket player to have to drop back 35 or 40 times every week. Okay, so uh, Jordan Love has not faced a single pressure in 18 drawbacks, uh, dropbacks. So that's not uh, that's not the real life in the NFL, but the Packers generally 
draft develop O-lines very well, so it's not a surprise he has yeah. good, good protection. Um, I, I find it, um, this is a very well-run operation. They have been for 25 years. I don't see anything that scares me. I don't see a lot of juice. Um, could he be just a really good high-end game manager? What's the film say? What do you see? I, I think talent-wise, he's more than that. Now, again, that doesn't mean I'm telling you he's going to be a great quarterback. I'm just talking about his quarterback talent because he has a very good arm. He moves well. Yeah. He can make throws at all three levels of the defense. You know, it's funny. Last week, you mentioned that badly inaccurate throw to a wide-open Musgrave on a crosser. This week, he made a really good throw on a crosser to the rookie Reed, on a, which turned into a 19-yard TD. That was a crosser as well versus man coverage. So I think he's got higher level talent um obviously we need to see him under duress we need to see him play each and every week when he has bad moments um but i think the talent level and i think you would probably agree i know you're a big college football guy you would probably agree that he did showcase that talent as well in college it's just you know we don't know how it's going to translate week after week after week until he plays like that yeah i mean he, he throws a pretty ball and he moves well so and I, yes. I, I I always say I think where you land matters unless you're Andrew Luck or Trevor Lawrence or maybe a Caleb Williams, you can kind of overcome stuff. Where you land's about 80% of it, and I think Jordan Love, if he landed with a bad franchise, would be a miss, but Green Bay's a really well-run company. So my takeaway is that's going to elevate him and help. He's going to have time to throw in a good run game. That's a huge I, I was just going to say, good run game. Good run game, and they should have a pretty good defense. So, you know, again, same situation where you want to see a – I mean, he's not a rookie, but he's inexperienced. You want to see an inexperienced quarterback on a team that has dimensions. So it's not all Jordan Love every week. Okay, so this one's really interesting because, you know, Steeler fans, I like Kenny Pickett. I don't see wow – but I will say, he moves well. Every time he, he's like Jordan Love and Kenny Pickett. Every time they talk, they say the right stuff. They're grown ups. They appear to, you know, they're, they're adults. They want to run these franchises. So Kenny says the right stuff. It's a great organization like the Packers. Uh, they've got nice weapons. Uh, I, I don't see a lot of wow, but, you, you know, people didn't see wow with Brady until like year six. I mean, what do you see on Kenny Pickett? Yeah. And, and again, Let's. This is a good conversation, Colin, because Kenny Pickett is an efficient ball distributor. He executes an offense at a pretty high level. I thought in the preseason his arm looked a tick stronger than it did a year ago. He moves well. So, again, special or wow is one of those terms that probably many of us would describe differently. We're certainly not saying that talent-wise he's Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or Justin Herbert. But if he can execute the offense the way it's structured at a high level, make quality throws as we just saw right here, that was a tight window throw with precise ball location, and he does have movement ability, then, again, I'm not sitting here telling you now oh, he's going to be a top three quarterback in the league, but I think he has a chance to be a pretty good player. Uh, you know, Maybe I see him a little differently than you do, but I think the traits are there to be a, a you know, again, I hate making lists like that, say top 10, top this, but I think he can be a very good NFL quarterback. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I just love this roster so much. If he's good, not even very good, they probably are a playoff team if he's good. Um, all right. And I think yeah. I, I'm curious to see the backfield division of labor because Jalen Warren is a juicier runner than Harris. And I'm very curious to see how they, they map out those carries. 
So I know he may not start, but Garoppolo's health is always a bit tenuous. So the Aiden yes. O'Connell kid, if I recall, in Purdue, kind of played from the shotgun. Uh, you're not gonna, you're did, not gonna, yeah. you're not, not gonna. Yeah, you know, he did. Okay, so you're not gonna move the pocket with him. But I gotta tell you, when I watch him in the pocket, sets his feet, confident, lets her rip. Did they find themselves a Brock Purdy? Did they find themselves a guy that can start and win games? Well, again, you're dealing with a kid, and I watched his Purdue tape for a couple of years, actually. He was playing in the air raid offense, so he was in the gun. It's, you know, it's obviously different in the way it's taught, and you need to learn more in the NFL. But, again, it's preseason. But I think if you just isolate him, you see a quarterback that I think shows a pretty refined feel for processing, for eliminating what's not there, getting the ball to the right person within the timing and structure of the route design. Um, he's got good ball location. He's comfortable in the pocket. He's got some subtle movement. Obviously, he's not a second reaction dynamo. That's not his game, but he's patient in the pocket. Um, and I think for the most part, you're seeing a guy that's naturally precise with his location. Yeah. So, you know, look, we don't know about Garoppolo. Unfortunately, he seems to get hurt a lot. I mean, I never thought Garoppolo got quite the credit he deserved with the 49ers for being asked to make a lot of difficult throws. But uh, we'll see. If Jimmy Garoppolo does get hurt, my sense is that Josh McDaniels would feel comfortable with O'Connell out there. Yeah. Okay, so uh, J-Mac and I disagreed a little. Uh, I, I, Sam Hal reminds me of Baker Mayfield without quite the arm strength, the way he sets and throws. He's fine. He was a big high school recruit. He had a couple great years in college. Then he lost a star running back at Carolina, and he kind of dipped. So I don't know how he's viewed, but I watched him, and I thought – you know, this roster's pretty good. Sam yeah. Howell, to me, could win you six games. I, it looks like he's a more than capable kid. He moves a little bit. What does the film say on him? Yeah, I, I again, just looking at the Ravens game, and I, I watched him the week before as well, but he did have a lot of dropbacks versus the Ravens. Yeah. And again, we know it's preseason, so you always have to be a little careful. But I thought he looked very comfortable with what he was seeing. He was quick to process. Um I thought he did little things well. He was really quick and efficient getting his head around off conventional play action, and that gives you the opportunity to read coverage with clarity. Um, I thought there was a rhythm to the way in which he played, Colin. His drop, his set, his delivery, it all looked fluid and comfortable. Another thing that really stood out to me is he was able to work some full field progressions. So if he didn't like what he saw to his left, he came back to his right, and he and he got his lower body turned, so he threw with good mechanics. He did not throw across his body. I thought he did a lot of the little things well. Now, keep in mind, he was a fifth-round pick for two reasons. Number one, he's a six-foot quarterback who's, even though he can move, is essentially a pocket player, and the history of six-foot pocket quarterbacks in the league is not strong. And also, he was a descending player his last year in college. Yeah. So I think those two reasons are why he dropped in the draft but, I, I, again, preseason, but I've been impressed with what the tape has shown through those two games. Okay, um, a story that's kind of blown up, and I don't think it, you know, I'm probably guilty of this too. I don't know if it deserves as much discussion as we're giving it because Brock Purdy's the starter. But you saw Trey Lance again. I think the, uh, from what I've seen on the Niners, I think Darnold's had the best camp of all of them. But what did you see, you know, second start Trey Lance? What, what did the tape tell you? What's the tape tell you on Darnold and Lance? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I would say that, you know, Lance is an interesting guy to me. And I, and in many ways, I feel badly for him because he just hasn't played a lot of football in the last four years. Um, 
you know, and I think the way in which he was used and deployed in college, you know, he was a great athlete. Um, he was used in a way where he didn't really have to learn all the subtleties and nuances of playing the quarterback position the way it's needed to be played in the NFL. So when I watch his tape, I think to myself, okay, does he have a natural sense of timing and anticipation? I'm not sure. There are throws he turned down. There are times he doesn't turn it loose when throws are there. Um, at times I feel like he's not really seeing it the way he should. Yeah. Um, and then he'll make a good throw. That's, that's, you know, where the throw is clearly defined. Um, he, he's just a kid who unfortunately needs reps and experience, Colin, and he's not in a position to get that. So it's easy to say right now that he'll, he's not a good player. He just hasn't played a lot of football. And because he's not a precision player by nature, he's more of a playmaker. He needs to play a lot of football, but that's not going to happen right now. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. All right. Well, the guy that is getting the snaps, Russell Wilson, um, you know, I, I think you, more than any really good quarterback in the league, in our relationship, I thought you struggled more with Russell. Um, I remember years ago you said, I... I think these are designed ad libs, and I thought that was funny. You said, yeah. <laughs> you always said, I, I, and when you can't, after 44 years at NFL Films, when you can't get your arms around it, I can't. We know that. Uh, well, but, but Russell, Sean Payton said to me one time, here sitting down, he said, Russell is at his best playing basketball on grass, kind of point guarding it. And to him, it's like right. he's got to get back to playing basketball on grass. I want you moving, setting stuff up, being quick. Um, how important is mobility to his game? Because I've never thought of him as a great pocket passer. Well, I think he's always throwing a beautiful ball. But I think his game, you know, was so built on on movement. And there's such a balance. And I think it it's... To me, again, I'm not a coach, but I think that would be very hard to teach, the balance between staying in the pocket and executing the offense versus getting out of the pocket. And don't forget, he's 5'10", so only he could tell you what he sees and what he doesn't see. I can sit with a clicker in my office all day and say, hey, I think that ball should have been thrown, but maybe he doesn't see it clearly and if he doesn't see it clearly then hey he's going to take off because there's only a, a very limited amount of time you know everything's happening pretty fast um again you know sean payton obviously had one of the best pocket quarterbacks we've ever seen and and a true kind of anomaly in drew Brees at six feet you know Brees was not a bad athlete by any means but he was a pocket quarterback who executed at a high level I'm sure he'd like Wilson to at least move in that direction. But at the same time, I don't think you say to Russell Wilson, I don't want you to move. So it's almost as if Wilson has to figure out that balance himself, yeah. given where he is athletically and physically in his career. So I think one of the more intriguing players, and if you go look, if you take the splits last year of his first, you know, seven, eight starts and then the other ones, he did appear to get better as the O-line sort of came together in Chicago. It's young, but it kind of came together. Now it's all beat yes. up. Now it's all beat up, unfortunately. But my guess is same system, uh, young O-line comes back, added dimension at tight end receiver. My guess is Justin Fields is going to work. Uh, he's going to have you know more yards after the catch because they have more special weapons. What have you seen in the preseason? Where are you right now on Justin? Yeah. 
Well, I actually watched a ton of his tape about a month ago from last year because I wanted to see his development last year all at one time, which I can't really do during a season. And I actually thought there was clear incremental growth as the season progressed in terms of being able to see things and then make throws. You know, again, it's the it's a similar situa- situation to Russell Wilson. You're just dealing with a bigger, firmer athlete. Yeah. I mean, he's probably 6'3", 230 pounds. So he has to find that balance between delivering the ball from the pocket within the structure of the offense when it's there versus taking off. And I thought there were flashes down the stretch last year where he clearly showed improvement yeah. in working from the pocket, doing some progression reading. And and I would expect that to continue. I agree with you on him. I would expect that to continue. So, it, it, listen, I've never been – I thought Daniel Jones was a bit of a reach at six. Um, I'm not a huge fan. Right. But um, if I said to you, is he a bigger, stronger Alex Smith? Straight line speed? Not gonna yeah. lose. Not gonna lose games. Not knows what he is. Knows what he's not. And then I look at him and I think, well, I liked Alex Smith. So why don't I like Daniel Jones? Because I think he's a bigger, stronger athlete. Uh, is that a fair comp? What's the preseason shown you with Daniel Jones? I think he's a better thrower than Alex. Okay. Smith. I think he's got a better arm, and I think he's a better thrower. Um, you know, I'm fascinated to see this offense uh, because I think that with a year with Brian Dable, you're going to see with more weapons an expansion of the intermediate and vertical passing game. I think the addition of Waller gives them so much more from a formation standpoint because Waller stylistically, again, I don't want people to think I'm making an exact comparison, but stylistically he's like Travis Kelsey in the sense that you can line him up anywhere in the formation. You can split him out. He can be the single receiver to the boundary, the short side of the field, which actually helps a quarterback pre-snap and poses significant issues for a defense. So I would expect to see an expansion of the past game concepts and we'll find out I think sooner than later where uh, Daniel Jones stands but I think he's a bigger stronger athlete than Smith and a better thrower of the football okay well that's significant you know what J Mac think I'm going to tweak the Giants get him in the playoffs I've, I've, <laughs> I, I'm on the fence so who, are you, who are you taking out then <laughs> all right hold let me think I'm not taking the Eagles out. <laughs> Eagles, Lions will win their divisions. I'm not taking the Niners, Seahawks. I would probably take out the Panthers. Let me look at this. The Panthers, that's what I thought you would do. Yeah, because okay. they're, they're a bit of an unknown right now. Okay, right now, Giants in, Panthers out. Well, why are you rolling your eyes? I am willing to evolve as a sportscaster. That's a good quality to have. Okay, so I just, when he tells me that, I, I got into this. I'm like... I liked Alex Smith. Why do I hate Daniel Jones? And you, I know he's, you're telling me he's bigger with a better arm. I'm like, and he's got a great coach. All right, Giants in the playoffs. All right, finally. We talk a lot about Caleb Williams. But the quarterback yes. that's n- not quite as consistent, I, so I watched him, Drake May. You know, all the traits, big, strong moves, all that stuff. Ah. Doesn't feel to me when I watch him quite polished yet like he needs another year I feel like Caleb Williams could come out now and be a nice NFL quarterback there's something when I watch Drake May I'm like there's a lot there a lot to like but it doesn't quite feel sandpapered or refined yet so you're the expert you do this every year what do you see with that kid well generally I would agree with you but 
he is such an easy, natural thrower with minimal effort. I mean, knee bend, hips, core talk, the ball comes out so easily. I mean, he's an explosive arm talent. Um, and he moves extremely well. Yes. There's a lot of positives to his game, but there are other, there are, you, you've kind of nailed it, Colin, and you're, you know, you, you study quarterbacks as well. I mean, there were times he drifted in the pocket to his left when there was no pressure and no reason to move. When you do that, you create your own pressure. Um, and that's always an issue for quarterbacks. You have to stay on the midline when you drop back. Um, too many throws in which he was not as balanced as he needed to be, and then you fall away from throws, and that presents ball placement issues. But these are things that can be corrected. The question is, will they be corrected? You know, we neither you nor, nor I, I assume, know Drake May, so, you know, we can't speak to how he handles all this, but there's such talent there. I mean, very few guys deliver a ball like Drake May just with the E. He, he's a prettier thrower, and again, we're not – saying better worse as a player but he's a prettier thrower than caleb williams yeah yeah and he's got size and he moves well so uh i watched just yeah. snippets you watch film so you're going to be more accurate than me that's gr what a great show today so we we came to this term you like kenny pickett and think he has a chance to be very good that matters we do. we both think sam howell has a lot of things that we like we don't know how it plays out but we both like him you have sold me on Daniel Jones as a better Alex Smith, <laughs> and I liked Alex, and I don't like Daniel, so my takeaway is why? where is my bias getting in the way of this? Because I always thought Alex was a nice, nice quarterback, and uh, and we, we both like Drake May. He just got to clean some stuff up. That, you know, good play. Uh, that, that, that's, the, that, that's the Cliff Notes version of our conversation today, yes. That was good. I got a lot of stuff. My head is full. Well, I got a cold, so it's full of a lot of things, but I'm full of <laughs> Greg Cosell stuff. Great seeing you as always, Greg. Thanks, Colin. Appreciate it. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Decovis store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Decovis.com. Stores are great, but it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.